This is Sound and Process. Uh, Sound and Process is an exploration of the artists of lines. Uh, you can join the conversation at LLLLLLLL.co. That's eight L's dot co. Never said that in front of people before. <laughs> so many L's. <laughs> uh, very excited to talk to uh, Carl and Meredith. Um, the things that excite me about both of your work is that you uh, kind of represent two sides of improvising with electronics. Um, Meredith, you, uh, from what I know about your process, uh, from what we've talked about, and uh, also what I've seen, um, you uh, structure and enhance songwriting by uh, improvising uh, with, within Ableton Live, um, with uh, uh, some other outboard gear, uh, and that informs uh, what you end up putting out as final product. Um, and then Carl, uh, it seems that you uh, expand interaction through the use of electronics um, and both of you are rooted in these really like classical instruments like a, a stringed bass and voice um, for Meredith uh, so I don't know the, the breadth that each one of you finds by incorporating uh, uh, improvisation and, and, and electronics in your process is really exciting to me um, so that's kind of the core of having you guys uh, do this event uh, I'd love to hear a little bit just of background uh, so people who don't know you guys um, can get a sense of uh, how you arrived at where you are now um, and, and the things that interest you. Um, would love to hear more about how those sparks kind of caught a blaze. Thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith. Um, yeah, my name's Carl Testa, and I'm a bass player. I live in New Haven, Connecticut, but I'm from Chicago. And um, I originally got really excited about music through the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians, which is a Chicago organization. And uh, that the first time I saw one of their performances, it like just it had um, it had jazz, it had new music, it had like it had a bunch of things that I was familiar with, but a lot of things that I was unfamiliar with, and that just kind of connect connected a lot of things uh, together. And um, before I discovered that, I was experimenting with tape recorders and you know making tape loops, and I was really into like Terry Riley, uh, Steve Reich, and like that kind of early uh, to mid '60s electronic music. When, um, was, when was this? In high school. <laughs> yeah. Can you put a year on it? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm so curious. How, like, people, 2000, 2001. That's brilliant. I'm yeah. so curious how people like pre-high-speed internet uh, <laughs> like find these like weird subcultures. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that, um, you know, 2001, I think Ken Burns Jazz came out mm. and there was that episode where they briefly mention like the art ensemble of Chicago and uh, you know and and fusion and like while they were playing these snippets of that music and basically bad mouthing it I was like this is amazing <laughs> and like wait art ensemble of Chicago you mean like you, this is here and so I like you could actually look up the ACM in the phone book at that point and they had like a listing um, and uh, and I and then I found that Mwata Bowden was at the University of Chicago. I went to see his his group play and just you know made connections, bug people um, uh, until I got to like go to the AACM School of Music on Saturdays. They did like afternoon um, uh, music classes, 
yeah, so it's just a huge, huge community to uh, tap into um, that was very welcoming and just had such a rich history. Um, you know, I, I kind of left electronics for a little while and, uh, and just kind of focused on improvised music, acoustic music. And then in college, um, learned about Super Collider, which was a, is an open source, um, you know, music programming language, and uh, and kind of got back into it, and then just kind of connected the two things again, like improvised music and electronics. Um, and I've just been, I feel like, rolling with that since 2004, 2005. Just gradually, you know, getting better, getting frustrated, leaving it for a bit, coming back. <laughs> getting better, you know. Um, yeah, that's where I am. Do I need to introduce myself? Sure. Uh, okay, I'm, sure, I'm Meredith Johnston. Uh, I make music under Warm Human, and um, I don't know, my dad was a jazz musician, or is a jazz musician, he's alive, um, and uh, he plays trombone, so like ever since I was a kid, we went and watched a lot of jazz, and I really hated it for a really long time because um, it was like a mostly weird avant-garde jazz, and I didn't understand how any of it made any sense. Um, but now I can get along with it, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, like I played the keys when I was a kid. Um, Again, I was very stubborn, so I didn't really enjoy like my lessons or anything, so I'm still pretty rudimentary with keys, but, um, and have been singing since the same like choir, whatever, musicals, all of that garbage. And uh, uh, then I got to college, and I was in a comedy ukulele band um, <laughs> called the Hopscotch Kids and we did parody songs about movies and then I think playing with you we played a show I got I bought a looping pedal out of like just randomly and then got a really old um, Yamaha keyboard and started looping and making really odd sounds with the looper and then bought a Minotaur even though I had no idea how to use it <laughs> at all. I thought it was worth, like I put in a preset, I put in a, like a bass preset in Ableton and I thought that the Minotaur was playing through, through the bass preset. <laughs> It's so shameful. And so for a long time I was like, whoa, this sound is amazing, but I couldn't do anything with the knobs, and then I realized that I fully just wasn't using the Minotaur at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it took a long time. I, I started, uh, I actually got like full, full ass Ableton uh, two years ago, and that's really when I started making music, um, not just as a joke, and uh, yeah, that's basically my story. Yeah. Um, Meredith, uh, uh, just because you also have the mic now, I'll start with you uh, going in specifics. The thing I think that strikes me most about the way that you use, because you write very structured, like fucking infectious pop music, mm. and the way that you explore sound in um, the structure of pop music is... Uh, really, yeah, just a thing that I uh, take from your work every single time I listen to it. Um, and I know that that timbral exploration colors a lot of how you write. Uh, and and you, you um, 
it seems that you are able to express emotional parts of yourself uh, through exploring sound mm -hmm. um, on the way to a, to a pop to a pop song. Um, so I'd love to hear more. Uh, if any of that resonated for you as true, yeah, I'd love to dig into it. Um, I think so. Are you saying like sound first and then like song after? It seems like that. Yeah, it's sort of like I I don't know. It all feels like this kind of weird ethereal experience of like um just going into it usually I just go into it with absolutely no idea what I want to sing about or because it's all everything I do is lending towards the lyric and the vocal so because I'm not good at anything else um and or proficient in anything else and so I, it usually is like I just sit down and I'll mess around on the keys and then if something catches my ear and then I'll just stick with that and then I'll run it into the ground and then it'll end up being a song. I know that's super vague but it is like genuinely just super odd and it feels like this weird um, transitive moment I guess where it's like not me anymore it's the song that wants to be written um, but uh, yeah I mean certainly I, I like having tones that are more ominous or um, that aren't especially in like more the more like really structured pop songs i like having a lot of like really heavy bass and like gritty tones or just like opening up the uh, envelope or the cutoff in the bass so that it it differentiates it a bit from sort of the bubblegum or i don't know the standard of what pop is right now um and that's certainly always the thing is i want to get things as like gritty and messed up as possible while still maintaining like a level of listenability I'm so curious, like as a performer uh, who who presents material that is 80% definitive, and then the rest will kind of come out in performance. Uh, how do you how do you approach it? How do you what happens inside of you while you're working to keep it interesting and yet uh, reined in enough so that people can appreciate it? To keep it interesting for myself, I just try. I just keep trying to. Um, speak as authentically as I can and um, I don't know yesterday I did the most horribly embarrassing thing in my apartment where I like I wrote this song yesterday and I like super dig it and so I was just like listening to it in my headphones and I took my mic out of its cable and I just was dancing around my apartment with the mic in my hand like pretending to be singing along um, like I was in the Lizzie McGuire movie and uh, I it it genuinely, like, I texted one of my friends being like, damn, I really wish that when I was performing I felt like this. Like, then it would actually be really fun. Um, and so hopefully I can get to that point where it is truly just, like, me vibing out. And that, honestly, I think would serve the audience more than me, like, actively trying to convey something to the audience at the, the entire time. And I, I do think that, like, there's, you know, a point you can cross where it gets into, like, self-indulgence with performing, but you need to be, you need to at least feel your own stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe I'm not pushing the beat, like, maybe I'm not acting the shit out of a line right now, but you can get there. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh, really interesting. I used to play in a bluegrass band, and uh, <laughs> we would, you know, we would play these songs over and over again, and it's hard to remember that for the audience, they're hearing this for the first time, but for you, you've heard it over and over and over again. Um, but that you can just like, yeah, just try like try to enjoy it for the like <laughs> for the first time again, yeah. and the audience will 
probably be there with you. Um, I think for the type of stuff I do, um, it's, there's an interesting, like it's, it's almost not performance because it's like, it's just me and the bass and like, ex, you know, exploring this thing and, um, like the audience and me are both like experiencing it for the first, first time. Um, obviously it's a different perspective, but, um, for that, for this kind of music, I, I, I don't know there it is it is self-indulgent in that way mm. but um but it's a little bit more um we're all on the same uh yeah like a self-indulgence toward community like sure like facilitating that <laughs> yeah yeah like the, the whole thing is a communal experience you know like that's what that's what's so cool about improvising and like that's what i feel just so bound to the click because I'm working out of a DAW and I'm playing out of a DAW and like the ability to be like to be surprised by something I'm never gonna have like some tone come out that I haven't already like programmed and you get to you get to experience the like and surprise and delight that comes with improvising and then people will experience it that at the same time and I think it's such a maybe even like a more singular experience because like no, no it's not predicted you know it's so cool. I think improvising is so cool. I'm so jealous. But you improvise, like you sit with these tools and everything you make is from that improvisational core. Like yeah. I don't, from what you've described, uh, every single song always started as like, I know the one sentence I want to say. Yeah. And then it seems like you put yourself in a space to explore in a really like productive, like a, a you know, in quotes productive, like mm -hmm. it creates something external uh, as you're processing how you feel about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm kind of want a little bit more out of that. Like when are times when you've opened yourself up and been surprised by what comes out? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, with the song that I made yesterday, like, I I just went through a breakup, and I was like, oh, I'm, I was sitting in front of my keys, and I was like, I'm gonna write a really sad breakup song, like, I know it. And then I just ended up writing this song that's, like, basically about, can I say fucking? Is that okay? Um, is everybody here cool with that? Um, so yeah, I just wrote a song that's like basically about fucking, and I was like, wow, this, I didn't know that this was gonna happen, but um, that's what happened. And in this past like two weeks um, has actually been a very productive time for me of just, I have an idea or I have a feeling or whatever, and just like saying yes to it instead of, um, most of the time when I get stuck, all of the time when I get stuck, it's because I'm I'm thinking that it's not sounding right according to the music of somebody else or or the critic of somebody else. And so, um, usually, if I unless I just can't find a key or I can't find any note because whatever, but that's usually what's happening is I'm like this doesn't sound the the way that music should sound. And then if I let myself be like I am making music no matter what, it's a it's a waveform. It's music. Everything is music, and like, if I allow myself to think that, then usually more comes out. Yeah. Um, cool. I'll pivot to Carl. No, you, I don't think you have to give your uh -huh. mic away, just in case you have anything to say while uh, while Carl uh, talks now. Um, 
there's this part in your uh, your bio about Sway that is very fun to me, where it says that you are making a return to base, to string base. Um, and it's, it's I don't know, like there's, I think once people go down the path of being like, cool, 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 I'm gonna explore Super Collider, and then it's like, you just become a person who manages stuff, like who manages like devices, um, and that element, that thing that you might have had virtuosity in, um, tends to kind of reassign itself um, to electronics and, and, and to uh, computer music. Um, and you did certainly spend a long time doing that, uh, working uh, uh, as a processing musician. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm interested, what has informed your pursuit of sway, which seems largely independent of human control? Um, at this point in your in your uh, in your art, does that make sense? I think so. I think so. It's a long walk for a short drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to I wanted to be able to get back to a point where I could just like play the bass, mm -hmm. but still have um, all this stuff that I had been working on uh, still be a part of the music. Um, and the only way I could think about Doing it is generate is doing some kind of like audio analysis, you know, where the computer is tracking what everyone is doing and is making changes accordingly. Um, and what I missed was was yeah, not having to worry about the electronic side of things. Like, yeah. I mean, I still worry about it a considerable amount, like just in terms of whether everything's going to work. Yeah. Um, but once once it starts, I can just kind of like I just kind of go with it. Um, and from a performance standpoint, um, so let me let me take a let me take a step back. Like with Sway, I, I, I originally intended it to be like an ensemble thing, where um, it's for any number of musicians, and any ensemble can come into it. And it'll generate this processing environment around them, um, and so I had this like sextet that performs with it, and then tomorrow I'm performing with a, a like a more ad hoc group of musicians um, that have never played with it before, um, and so it's like it's like we're all kind of like stepping into an environment and then navigating through it. Is that unfamiliarity by design? of them doing the show? Like, are you like, you cannot download this before the show? Don't even try. <laughs> well, I mean, they 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 could, but uh, they probably wouldn't get very far because I, I'm, I, I think I, I want musicians that are not necessarily fluent with electronics. Mm. Um, and that's partially because of uh, sort of selfish reasons. Like, I wanna, I wanna take up all the electronic space with, with <laughs> my stuff um and uh and for at least for now like for now i want the the electronic stuff to be like clear you know yeah, yeah. um but then uh i the first time i performed with it solo i realized that it was actually like a very comforting thing um because there's this thing that's around me that's changing and i might not have an idea like of like where i'm going so I can I can keep I can repeat an idea and then wait for the environment to change around me and then that takes me to the next point. 
Um, and that was like a really comforting thing, like because especially solo, you feel like everything is on you, you know, like you have to do it if it's gonna happen. And with this, it it's I can kind of take a step back from it and and let things um, go in the foreground and background. And sway is basically listening to really just like three things, like density, like how you know how fast you're playing and also pitch clarity, which is how often the computer can tell that there's a definite pitch. Mm. Um, and then also, you know, how loud you're playing. And using that, it just pushes each musician to a different point on a grid. Um, and so up here has one kind of processing, over here, another one, over here, over here. And over time, over the course of the performance, that processing grid will change based on how much time each person spends in those grids. So it's like, it's it's all kind of centered around my own, like what I imagine my own aesthetic is when I'm improvising or if I was doing live processing. So, um, so that like, if, if I'm stuck in a rut, you know, <laughs> like I'm, you've been playing that way for way too long now. So I'm going to change something so that we can get out of this. And the environment decides that. Yeah. That's so yeah. Um, and, uh, and then with the, with the, with the ensemble version, it will also listen to each musician and it'll see, Oh, someone is soloing. And so it'll, it'll change. They'll change everything uh, to like focus on that person, mm. or um, or everyone is everyone is really loud right now. So either it'll stop playing, or it'll um, it'll like shuffle all of the processing and all of the analysis to 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 something completely new. What are the things that drive the choices that you make when you're performing? Is it like a uh, uh strictly tonal and you're like, cool, cool, cool. I know what relationships I want to play with right now. Um, how much of it is emotional and how much of it is intellectual, I guess. Mm, that's hard. Um, I mean, I just want <clears throat> to like follow up on what you said, just in terms of like being in the moment, like that's what you're, that's what you're describing when you're like in the moment, not worried about what it should sound like, but what it is sounding like. And I think, I think, that's an easy thing to forget um, because there's just so much, um, you know, baggage that we bring to every, you know, music making situation that like we forget to listen to what's happening right now. Um, but in terms of the the decisions, um, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, it's more just about the sound, so, you know, like either like a resonance, you know, uh, that the bass uh, makes or um, um, how an action that I make affects the electronics and just like, it's, it's like really like being in a space for me uh, and like exploring, exploring the space and like what is, what happens when I do this? What happens when I do that? Um, uh, and, and the, I mean, and and also just like what is the emotional reaction I'm getting from this particular sound mm -hmm. and where is that pushing me? Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. I think that that's pretty much the tone I wanted to hit and the amount of background. I think that that feels right. Do, do you guys feel like you have a sense of 
who these folks are and coming from, like as because we'll just shift into performance then, and then you can kind of hear the things that they were just talking about. Does that that work? Yeah. All right. Cool. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, Dan. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Um, we'll do a quick shift. Uh, Carl, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah.
outlaw Just trying to defend my name And you were waiting for me to come home off the range Ain't it strange how we change with the seasons And you are milkweed when I'm down on my luck And in the evening you help me come unstuck Remember how it stung when I bit your tongue